Welcome to the What If We Loved podcast with your hosts, Bruce and Shay Mason and Janie Giebelhaus. This is a show where we explore what the love of the Father really looks like. We want to help you enter into a deeper experience of the Father's love so you can better know who God is, who you are, and how to live a life in love every single day. Hi everyone, it's Bruce, Shay, and Janie. We're back again. How are you guys doing? Good. Another podcast. Exciting. Yeah, I'm good. It's really cold here. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's not Minnesota cold. No, it's it's not, but we just got back from Southeast Asia, and I'm not loving the temperature here. <laughs> yeah, Shay and I were three weeks in Malaysia and then Singapore. Did some amazing uh, ministry while we were there. Saw some great people, prayed for a lot of people. Ate some great food too. Ate tons <laughs> of food, tons and tons of food. It was it was a lot of fun, but we we're actually more exhausted coming back than we thought we'd be. Part of yeah. that's jet lag, of course. And part of it, you guys are moving. <laughs> that's true. If it sounds a little echoey right now because you're listening, it's because we're in a in our new house which has no furniture, so there's absolutely nothing to stop the echo. But that's okay. You can pretend that we're in a grand hall. <laughs> it sounds like it kind of sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope that's not too bothersome where you guys are listening. But we thought today, uh, as we come back, that we would talk about something that we all really struggle with, and that's um, blocks to intimacy. So, what are the things that can keep us from experiencing intimacy? Another way of putting it. It can keep us from being able to rest in God's love for us. And there's honestly so many different things. So we thought probably the best way to talk about it today is each of us picked a couple of the things that, that tend to block us most from intimacy. It's not an exhaustive list. There's <laughs> quite a few other things we could talk about and maybe we could take a whole other podcast and do that. So I figured we'd just go around the table and we can share and we can talk about it and, and hopefully you'll, you'll all find this helpful and can identify with some of the struggles that we've had. Mm. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. Okay. Um, so when I was thinking of blocks to intimacy for me with God, a few came up. One, I've had years of going to God and praying for him to... He Really, God was my husband for... A lot of time and he still is but it is very unique now being engaged where I feel a little less needy um, because when I was completely single if I needed to talk about something I would go to God if I needed to if I was worried about finances I would go to God if I was worried that I wouldn't have children one day I would go to God like I would go to God with every single thing and I still do, but it's unique not really worrying about those things anymore <laughs> because I'm like, oh, you know, I'll um, most likely, like now it's, I can see a clear path to children, even if it doesn't, it might not be easy, it might not be clear as what I'm thinking, but in my comfort, sometimes it's harder to think to go to God because I'm less needy. I'm not in as much of a situation of, 
being so desperate for him to comfort me, being so desperate for him to show me that he has me and that he's covered for me because I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing how he's covered for me. So it's, it's a unique position to be in and God's really helped me in seeing that when you have answered prayers, you're not far from God. But there is something unique when you don't have the answers to your prayers yet and you're consistently having to go to God because that's your one choice. Right. So for me, I would say I have to be really a lot more intentional. It's true when this whole idea of, of getting comfortable, mm-hmm. you see that over and over again in scripture, the Israelites would conquer a land mm-hmm. and they'd get comfortable and before you know it, they're starting to worship other gods and yeah. all of this and pretty soon they wind themselves up in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because there's something about being comfortable that causes us to forget. Yeah. Because everything suddenly feels, hey, we've got everything in control. You know, my life is great. And and that can be blessing that God has actually given us. Mm-hmm. But there is that, that tendency then to almost take it for granted. You may not consciously be thinking that way, mm-hmm. but it just becomes, wow, this is just amazing and I'm enjoying it. But then... And it's sort of subtle how it can happen, I think, that sometimes yeah. you just aren't thinking about dependence about on God. You're mm-hmm. not, it's this subtle little transition. It's not like you're intentionally running away from no, God. No, no, But you're like, oh, life is good, and you're, you don't have that constant need to cry out to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I just thought of is the story in the Bible where Jesus, was it Jesus that healed the ten? Ten. Yeah. yeah, and then only one only came one back. Only one comes back, right. Yeah. Um, that's what makes... Because ten were so desperate for him and came running to him mm-hmm. and wanted him when they were in need. But only one of them, when they actually got their prayer answered, still had that hunger for God. And so what I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to be that one. <laughs> I really want right. to be that one person um, that even in the midst of being like, okay, I'm good, thank you, I don't want to just run off. Mm-hmm. So, but it is, I think in that story we can see how natural it is to forget. Right. And how only one, 10% of people are maybe as good at tuning into God when they're satisfied. Right. And I've been seeing that. I'm like, God, I want to be that 10 per- I want to be that one person out of the 10 who goes back to you and is still hungry even when you've answered my prayers already. And just wants yeah. to be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to be with him all the time, of course, <laughs> right. but I just, I can tell a difference of, wow, it's, it has to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, why don't we do one, 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 and yeah, then we have time, we'll that. do another. So how about you, Shay? Um, well, God's given me a lot of freedom in this area, but for years and years, fear was a big one for me. Yeah. Um, fear that God wasn't who I hoped he was, fear that he wouldn't come through when I asked him for something, or that he'd give me an answer to a prayer that wasn't really the answer that I wanted. And so sometimes it seemed safer to just not ask or to just not pray. And, you know, here you are trying to guard your heart against disappointment or something and really it's out of a false belief of who God is because he is good and he does have our best interests at heart but if if we don't really believe in his goodness then 
we think, oh, well, it's just better not to ask and be disappointed. But then that's an immediate wedge. Mm. And I went through seasons in my life where my prayer life would just dry up out of fear. And then I, I would realize that what little belief that I had in his goodness and his ability to hear me, it withered up even further. Because I had really intentionally taken myself away from him because I didn't know him in a way that was true. Mm. He seemed distant, he seemed like, I call it other shoe syndrome. I, was, I would always think that he was waiting to, if something was going good in my life, it was like God was ready to drop the other shoe. Right. Mm. You know, because maybe I didn't deserve things that were good. And so it's also a, it was a false belief about myself as well, but particularly untrue beliefs about God. Mm. We can have those untrue beliefs about him in so many different areas, but, but it can really prevent us from seeking him at times, which is really counterproductive <laughs> in a big way and counterintuitive because if God knows all things, if he knows our past and our future and he is quite literally the best place to ever go with anything, to then fear that that one um, thing that we have to go with him, go to him about, and we're afraid to go to him about, somehow he's not going to care about. It's right. kind of... It's, it would, I've definitely, it's because you think, well, well, another way I look at it is, God, you could also think, you know, oh, this is just so trivial. Why would God care about it? That's true. That's we thing. think it has to be something huge, but he cares about all aspects of our lives. Right. You know, there's things like, this is really silly, but have you ever been, in, you know, trying to find a parking spot? <laughs> you know, and praying for a parking spot, and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. You know, and I always think, you know, should you really pray about things like that? Yeah. But why not? Why wouldn't he care? You know, he'd care about it. I know this, I know it's a silly thing to, to bring up. Because there's a lot bigger things to struggle right. with. Right. Yeah. I mean, my point is that, that who, who decides what's a too big thing or too right. little thing for God? Well, and I think, too, like, sometimes when I'm driving somewhere and I'm in a rush or I'm going to be late, I'll pray, but can I have a parking spot? in the front please because and obviously I don't know if God wants to enable me like if I'm, <laughs> if <you're> running, <laughs> I'm like running late on because I was just having bad habits but I do think sometimes he just has so much grace that he's like yeah I'll help you out but then I also think it's important to get to a place of but if other people need these spots more <laughs> Then, right, I've had like, those thoughts. Not thinking God abandons you if you don't get a parking spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> because sometimes he knows that someone else will need it. Like if, right. if the mom with five kids in her van needs to be up <laughs> close and get them into the doctor's right. office, okay, I'll, I'll give up my spot, you know. We, we do have to, be, we have to be careful with this in that um, sometimes we can then measure our needs against other people's needs. Mm. And yeah, okay, parking spot is not really a need. In the most part, unless you go to the emergency room maybe or something. But but if we're not careful, then we can stop asking because we never think that our needs have any oh. concern yeah, to God, no. you know. I think it's just, like, I just meant for me, 
one of the biggest things in asking for God to pull through on something is to acknowledge that if he doesn't, that doesn't mean he didn't hear me or doesn't want oh, the yeah, things yeah, for right, me. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah, actually, I wasn't even responding to what you were saying. Oh. <laughs> I was just saying generally that, yeah. um, that God cares about everything. And he wants, to, he wants us to ask. But mm. fear, as Shay was saying, and particularly I know for you, Shay, that that fear of being disappointed or that he didn't really care about your concern or that he wouldn't actually come through on anything, or at least on the yeah. things you're asking for, really was a hindrance for Yeah, you. there were long seasons where I would really, I have to admit, intentionally withdraw from his presence. Mm -hmm. and, and thankfully he's brought me through that and out the other side and yeah. shown me his goodness and his love. And, and I can rest in that now, but for a long time that was really hard. But you know, it's all over scripture that he wants us to come to him with our burdens. And oh yeah. Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, Hebrews four sixteen, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And just the idea that he is with us, you know, in our hardships and struggles. Um, Psalm 34 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I mean, it's all over Scripture if you look for it. Just this idea of Him being with us um, in whatever we're facing. That He wants intimacy with us. And so often I think that we get this idea that He's just this, at least in terms of God the Father. I mean, I think because we can understand that Jesus, you know, He's more relatable in some respect because he came here to dwell with us and he's our brother mm -hmm. we can wrap our human minds around that but god the father can seem very distant which is really not how he is or how he wants to be with us but he can seem far removed like the the distant judge in the sky and once we can get beyond that barrier and understand, no, he's a loving father who enjoys being with us. And I think a lot of those barriers to intimacy fall away. Yeah, well, most definitely. So should I share? Yeah. Mine? <laughs> yes, let's hear it. All right. Um, this really stems, this is kind of a particularly last past year thing. And that is um, given, um, well, there's a lot that happened this past year. I think we mentioned we had a lot of losses in the family, but my life has been very busy with all the responsibilities that have flown from, uh, um, flowed from all that. And, uh, but generally, I think also my personality as well. I'm very much of a doer. In one sense, a type A, I like to always be accomplishing things. And so there can be a tendency to get really, really busy, to look for busyness. Also, this year I was forced into a whole season of being really busy with a lot of things on my mind. And so having to just be distracted, really, from... from everything but particularly um, I found that in that busyness my intimacy with God tended to suffer mm. because I, I just simply couldn't think about him mm. sounds terrible to say 
but in a way, that's, I, perhaps I didn't even really think about it that way, but in a sense, I was so busy that God, in some ways, took a second place yeah. through the busyness, and so that I forgot to take the time to rest and to breathe. And it's funny, because when you start to get busy and you see the things in your life that seem so huge that you have to do, they actually begin to take on a big, there's some things that are big, but there's some things that aren't as big that then take on hmm. a bigness to them mm. that wouldn't otherwise, they wouldn't otherwise be as big. They're things that you could they actually... become disproportionate. Right, like you could actually do it tomorrow instead of today, <laughs> but you think I've got to do it today. And this is for me, I just get in this, yeah. this constant... I'm not even sure what the word is, but I just get so busy. It's like that a drive. It's like this yeah. adrenaline kicks in, and yeah. I just go, 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 go. I get that too. It's like I get like fixated on something. As yeah. I was, yeah. I think that's very relatable. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, because of that, then suddenly everything seems big, and then you, you say, I just can't stop. I've got to keep doing this till it's done. And I'm very much of a, I think, Shay, you're different than me. You can, you, you, like you read five different books at a time and can just dip in and out. For me, I'm very much of a... I'm very horizontal. Right, but if I have a book, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to read it through to the end mm. and be done before I pick something else up. And so when it comes to just life and busyness, I like to get my tasks done. Yeah. And I hate it when there's a lot of things hanging out there. I'm the same way, actually. Yeah. So, so the problem is then when you're... It can be very overwhelming. Well, yeah, when you've got a million tasks to do, then suddenly that becomes your entire focus. Yeah. And so that's been a real block of intimacy for me. And so then sometimes I'll, I'll just get so overwhelmed, almost forced to step back. Or uh, God will just remind me is if I am journaling or, or praying about it, he'll say, hey, how about you just take a rest? Hmm. I've had that word for me so many times. People just say, you should rest, you should rest. And that's hmm. been a very hard thing with the business. So there's other blocks in my life, but that has been a big one just more recently with busyness. And again, I want to say sometimes life throws things at you that force you to be busy. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But there are other times then where things might seem like giants and actually they're, they're little ants, but you turn them into giants. So it's almost like in the midst of busyness or fear or comfort, how do you kind of push through to pursue that intimacy with God? Right. Even when there are things that, because all of us are so different, so we all have things that are going to deter us in different ways. But what are things that come to your mind when you think of solutions almost? Well, for me, I guess, I mean, honestly, there's been a couple things that's happened. One is I just got so exhausted that I almost was forced to stop. Mm. And I think God lets that happen. He says, oh, okay, definitely. you, you want to be busy? We'll be busy. But guess what? You're going you're gonna to wear out. And so then... Um, so then you're forced to stop. Mm -hmm. But there are other times when I've actually I felt really a real conviction from the Holy Spirit that I need to breathe and that I need to pick up my journal or pick up the Bible and get away for a mm -hmm. little bit. So that's, that's, that's also happened. But I think, I see this is hard because you don't know always the busy seasons you're going into. Mm -hmm. But I, I have a, I mean, for me, I tend to want... I, I tend to create busy seasons as mm. well as have them be given to me. So, so I have to sometimes be very intentional. Um, and Shay can tell me whether I've been good at this <laughs> or not, I suppose. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but I do have to be intentional about, 
all right, well, I don't really need to be doing this at 10 o'clock at night. Mm. And I know I'm not terribly good at that, Shay will tell you. <laughs> but there are times, I just have to say, i got to stop. Yeah. Because this isn't helping. Yeah. And I'd rather go read a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just the mindfulness yeah. of, like, wait a second, do I need to be doing this? Yeah. Do I need to be looking for, for me, this has been the thing, because I'm getting married. Do I need to be looking for wedding shoes at 1 a.m.? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> I can I, let that I wait. understand that temptation. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, it becomes this... It sounds so stupid, but it just becomes this obsession. Where I'm like, I need to find them tonight. I don't. I don't need to find them. I'm always looking for wedding shoes. <laughs> that's just my normal. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like... The mindfulness is so yeah. important. Yeah. And I think too with... With also tuning into intimacy, sometimes for me, a way of connecting to God is by accepting His grace in mm-hmm. the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm, when I am struggling with, oh, why am I not, you know, why am I not pushing in for intimacy in these ways, and I can be hard on myself. I feel like some sometimes the way of me connecting to God in intimacy is by talking to Him and by accepting His grace, like. For example, if I'm in a busy season and being like, you know, you're really busy. It's okay. I'm still here with you. Yeah. I'm still doing things with you. Or in comfort, even him telling me to, you know, today during worship, how he was just telling me, actually, I've given you these gifts. It's okay to be comfortable. Just him comforting us yeah. as we present. Even our distress at feeling no intimacy just experiencing his comfort, whether whether we can hear him or not, he's comforting us. Yeah. And he's telling us he's with us, he's going to be with us as we figure this part out of our lives, and um, we don't need to be perfecting it. He's And that's given me a lot of intimacy with God, coincidentally, because it's telling him, hey, I'm not feeling intimate with you. And just experiencing the grace and the comfort from him has given me intimacy. Hmm. One thing that I would say is helpful for me is um, just a heart posture of gratitude. Mm. And so that's whether you're going through you know, a good season, a comfortable time, to just acknowledge mm-hmm. that all of that comfort comes from Him. And then also, if you're going through a hard time, just taking time to look at the things around you that really are given to you. Mm through His grace and His mercy, and just that He really doesn't abandon us, and, and we're not alone in those things. And so just being grateful for His presence, um, or for His blessing, and just trying to keep our, our heart open and aware of, of all of the things that He does for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's an important yeah. thing to be mindful of is is our gratitude for everything that that he's given us and that's mm-hmm. where I think that's where it came back to the Israelites mm-hmm. in the Old Testament they forgot what God had done because they kind of took it for granted yeah I guess we don't um, want this manna anymore <laughs> right? I mean, he's been feeding them faithfully day in day out and yet yeah, then they kind of forget. To it's be. easy to start grumbling. Right. Yeah, it's easy also to, when we forget, and we, we forget to be thankful for the things he's done in our lives in the past, we can start finding ourselves in doubt or finding right. ourselves in fear because we're not reminding ourselves 
wait, he came through before. Right. And and thanking him for ways he's come through instead of Yeah, that's really important. You know, I think that gratefulness and remembering. Remembering is so, so important to just keeping keeping our heart aligned with his and knowing that he came through before, he'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it can really keep us from plummeting in a, into despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing that's helped me in remembering is the fact that I do a lot of journaling. Mm-hmm. So I will go back and review my journals even going back a few years and I'll do that you know, a couple times a year. And I'm like, oh yeah, God did that. Oh my goodness, he said that. And for some reason, I don't know why, I've... Shay, you can remember, you know, what you wore to <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> but I can't remember things very well. I just tend to not, I'm not able to contain a lot of data in my brain. I'm sure it's there, but maybe it's just a recall <laughs> issue. <laughs> I'm not sure. But when I go back and I actually read the record mm-hmm. of what God has done, it's so, so encouraging. And yeah. You, and it's, it's like... Oh yeah, that's you know God dried up the Jordan, you know, mm. so you can go across, you know, things things that had significant impact in your life that um, that you can forget very quickly. Mm. So remembering is really key, and yeah. having that gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think we're going to be able to get really beyond one each here on this. No, podcast. I think that's that's, <laughs> that's a good topic. That's a good start. I think it is a good good. topic, and I. Yeah, I had another one I really want to talk about. And yeah, me too. But, you know, maybe maybe a part two someday. <laughs> we can pop these in. So we just hope, though, we share, we're wanting to share this um, with you guys out there just because there's, you know, the heart of God for us is to live from a place of real intimacy with Him. That that's part of, that's part of what it means to live in fullness as a son or a daughter. Mm-hmm. It's to enjoy rest in God's presence. Mm-hmm. And that rest intimacy is part of that. And as Christians, in some ways, we have almost barely begun, you know, there's exceptions, obviously, but but for most of us, we've barely begun to really enter into his rest mm-hmm. because of the busyness and swirl of our life or the traumas that we've had and all these things, which God understands. But he's calling us. He's constantly saying, my beloveds, my beloveds, my beloveds, come and rest with me. You know, and he doesn't expect us to get it perfect. No. I think that can be even a hindrance at times where I think, well, if I don't have exactly this amount of time so I can do this much prayer or this much Bible study, then then it's not worth it. No, it's worth Mm -hmm. it. Every moment is worth it with him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every single moment. So why don't we, why don't we pray? When do you guys want to pray? Shay, do you want to pray? Sure. All right. Oh, Father, we just thank you that you love us so much. Yeah, thank you. We thank you that you delight to meet with us in both seasons of want and plenty, seasons of gladness, seasons of despair. You just love to be with us. Yeah. And we're just so thankful that we can trust you to provide for our needs, to never leave us or forsake us. We thank you that you are a good father. Yeah. And we can come to you with any need. 
and also to share our joys. And we just pray blessings on everyone who's listening to this podcast, that you would draw them close, and that they would experience even deeper intimacy with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that was fun, guys. Mm-hmm. Feels well, good to be back. It does. <laughs> and Thanksgiving's coming up next week. Mm-hmm. So this will be dropping on Thanksgiving week. So we pray that everybody has an amazing Thanksgiving. We're heading... Speaking of gratefulness, yeah, that's, that's, a, right. that's very on theme. Yeah. Yeah, Timely. Yeah, so we're heading to Vermont, so that's going to be... With a lot, a lot of family, of so that'll be great. Hopefully a little snow and skiing. Mm. We'll see. And you're hanging around for the most part, right? Yeah, I'm going to my mom's and we're it's at the beach. So yeah. me and my fiance and my sister and her fiance and my stepbrother, it's gonna be a party. So I'm really oh, excited. that'll be great. Yeah. Well, I hope it's somewhat warm. Yeah, we'll so, see. <laughs> Thanksgiving at the beach. Warmer that than where you guys good. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it for now. We'll uh, talk to everybody next time. Yes. Bless you. You've been listening to the What If We Loved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and also leave us a rating. It really helps us get the word out there. For more information about our ministry, Love Inside Out, please visit our website at loveinsideout.org. Thanks for listening.